Welcome back for another nerdy episode where books and drinking go hand in hand. And where foreshadowing and bizarre theories are all the buzz. Now get ready as we crack open and crack up over our new novels. I'm Aiden Galloway. I'm Bryn Plyler, and this is Sips and Subtext. The following podcast contains strong language, references to alcohol and sexual behavior, and books and characters we don't own. Hey guys, welcome back to season two, episode three. We're discussing Cersei chapters nine, chapters nine through twelve today. We are super excited about it. How are you doing, Aiden? I'm doing good. I <laughs> nothing much is going on other than I'm just working. I'm just doing my mm-hmm. best, trying to get through the work week and get some stuff done. But I'm much more excited about this part of my job and being able to talk about this book which like things happens and it was very exciting and i was like ah this is what you were referring to over the past yes. few episodes yes so, we get to talk about what my mom has continuously badgered me about since we chose this book so <laughs> so how are you doing Bryn? i'm good i'm good um i just got back from a trip uh back to south carolina and i got sick And so I'm just now, like last week we recorded and I was, and I said I was sick and I'm still getting over it a week later and it's, it's fine. We're getting there slowly, but surely I'm able to do laundry now. I have enough energy to do that. So not up to 100% like I was, but we're somewhere in the eighties to nineties range of back to better. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, I think that we should go ahead and, uh, you know, address this because we won't, uh, this will be the last recording before your birthday. So happy birthday. Thank you. Which to be clear, it's July when we're recording this. It will be a different time when you guys hear it, but it is, uh, my birthday is July 26th. So I'm a very early, Mm -hmm. early Leo, July Leo. Yeah, which actually, like, I'm pretty sure I uh, I looked up when we would actually be posting this, and we'll be posting this around my birthday. So <laughs> that October that baby, yes. So maybe I think I think October ish is right for this episode being posted, but I guess we'll see. If not, then I will edit this out. So. What is the drink of the episode that we chose? Yes, today, we and went back and forth. So Aiden and I went back and forth on which drink to to put to this episode because uh, there are two very big things that happen in these chapters. If you haven't read them yet, you're spoilers. in for a very big surprise. Why are um, you here if you haven't read them yes, yet? You're going to get yeah. spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no. We spoil so, ourselves. <laughs> oh, we tried to... Um, you know, we couldn't decide whether or not to dedicate this episode to the bull in the room instead of the elephant in the room, um, or to the the new man of the thank you, uh, the new man of the hour. And we en- ended up going with the man of the hour because we also lost him in these chapter sets. So um, the, the and drink he of was, the episode he was previously mentioned. Like she brought him mm-hmm. up a lot in the past as well. Versus yes. The- in the room which was pretty significant just here yes um but yeah so the the name of our drink is actually called the dedalus cocktail 
Dedalus cocktail. Yeah. Is that yeah. Dedalus? Okay. That's how you just told me to pronounce it. So I'm assuming yeah. that's right. Okay. Uh, so it's called the Dedalus cocktail and it's a bit more, it takes a little bit more time and effort in order to create this drink because uh, you have to make your own syrup. Um, but it that syrup takes uh, a cup and a half of water, one cup of sugar, two ounces of peeled and thinly sliced ginger, and one and a half teaspoons of whole black peppercorns. Then you put that all, all in a saucepan and simmer for 40 minutes. Then you uh, strain and refrigerate that. And then later on, after that's cold, then you mix the drink. And it's two ounces of Irish whiskey, half an ounce of ginger syrup, uh, of your syrup that you made. So that's a lot of making stuff for not a lot of use in the drink. But maybe you're making it for a party. You have extra. Yeah, party yeah. or listen we all have those nights yes <laughs> yeah so two ounces of irish whiskey half an ounce of your ginger syrup a dash of the orange bitters and an orange peel garnish to make it pretty so um you know we we look for stuff to tie back into what we read and this just happened to be called the perfect thing uh mm-hmm. we haven't tried the drink we have no idea what it tastes like um and that and both of us read this today so the back and forth ended up time. with us not yeah. having time yeah having time to go and do all of those steps but uh eventually we will make it and try it but um let us know what y'all think about the drink and if you want to see us make it check out mm-hmm. our tiktok and we'll yes show you a probably shorter version because yes 45 seconds we can't show you guys how to make a syrup and right. a drink in 45 seconds yes definitely not mm. so moving on to the summary aiden Yes, let's get into it. So like Bryn said earlier, these are chapters 9 through 12. So 9 starts out with a merry band of uh, sailors coming to Cersei's shore, being led by Dedalus. And he tells her that she's been called up by her sister and she's allowed to leave her exile for a little bit to help out her sister, uh, Pasiphae. Um, But to do that, they have to go by... Scylla, which is who she had just turned, not just, but turned into a monster with many heads who had already killed 12 of the men of that ship. So she pats up what little things she needs and leaves, leaving her lioness um, to go see what her sister wants. So they end up traveling to get to Crete where Minas and Pasiphae live as uh, husband and wife and pass by the Straits of Scylla um, to kind of defeat the nymph that she had turned into this terrible monster. She disguises herself as Perses, her brother, because he, they spent a lot of time together and she liked him and essentially distracts her in this godly form long enough for the men in their ship to row just far enough where um, her heads cannot reach them. She tries to give her an antidote to the monsterification that she had done to her previously. It does not work. Um, she could tell after that interaction that there is no longer the nif she wants new within the body of the monster. It is purely the monster wanting to kill men. Eventually, after that, that she is essentially worshipped as a god because none of the men died with her on the ship. And she tells them, do not worship me. This was my fault to begin with. 
Um, after that, they do make it to Crete. And once they're in Crete, she's immediately ushered to the bedchambers of her sister, who is in childbirth. This is now chapter 10. Um, and is unable to birth the child. And they have to perform essentially what is a magical C-section, cutting her belly open to remove the child. As uh, Cersei goes to, after Dodalus makes the cut, Cersei goes to reach in and grab the child, making sure not to like hit its head. And she feels pain in three of her fingers, which she believes is a bone hurting her or something. But in all reality, it is the child biting her fingers off as she pulls it out of the womb. And when she pulls it out, she sees that it is a half man, half cow creature, which we now know will grow up to be the Minotaur. And she's just like, why am I here? Why don't I have three less fingers? Your child just ate me and her sister refuses to let anyone kill the child. And it is still put in a, it's instead put in a cage and locked away for the time being until Cersei can figure out how to take care of it, essentially. And how this ended up being is that there was a sacramental cow, cow bull that was much loved by the gods. Pazifei wanted to get closer to it, so Dodalus made her a cow costume and bada bing bada boom minotaur happened after this cersei's like okay this minotaur is gonna kill everyone if i don't stop it I already stole three of a half god's fingers so i need to go find out how to stop it she goes up to mount dite probably mispronouncing that um and finds magical herbs that are only found in crete and has a vision that one day a young man will be the one to defeat the Minotaur. So she knows that she has to somehow maintain the Minotaur's hunger and lessen it for an amount of time until that man one day defeats it. So she mixes up this potion and brings it down off the mountain. Then in chapter 11, the Dallas takes her back to the Minotaur where she is able to give it this potion that staunches its thirst for human blood for three seasons out of the year. So during harvesting season, its hunger is so extreme that 15 men for every 15 people for every moon has to be fed to it or else it will go crazy and kill everyone. So Dodalus and her do that and it's finally sedated like the normal animals of Crete and it is put into a much better cage. She goes and meets Midas and Pazifei to tell her what has been done and and Midas gets really upset that it wasn't killed and she says I can't kill it. The young man I saw in my vision has to kill it and she begins to get some insight into their relationship, which is not very good as they just bicker and fight. And she can tell Pasiphae has tried to break down Minus as much as Minus has tried to subjugate her under him. Um, so after seeing all of that, she goes back to Dodalus, meets Ariadne. That's bad, but the young daughter of Minus and Pasiphae. And she sees how beautiful she is and how much she can dance and sees that even mortals, their excellence is unlike the gods because they actually have to work hard for what they excel in. And she hopes that she will never be 
around any of the gods or the gods never notice her else they will make her life hell she spends a lot more time with the Dallas, eventually becoming lovers with him and meets his son icarus and um, gains bonds with both of them as well as they both feel deeply that they're trapped her on her islands where she is exiled and him in his as he calls it golden cage um, and he tells her how he dreams to escape and go to Egypt with his son one day and how that's the whole reason why he hasn't tried to escape yet is because he has that son. So eventually they begin to um, sleep together and she is not able to leave for four or five days until a ship is that way because Minus is like, I'm not spending extra money to send you back to your island. So once she leaves, she knows once she leaves, she will be back in Etzel and... Right before she leaves, however, she gets into this big fight with Pazifei, essentially her sister telling her that if she does not seek for power, then everyone will continue to step over her and being sanctimonious and so strong-willed in your morals will get you nowhere. And essentially that she's fighting a losing battle and she deserves to be exiled because she's put her trust in so many people that know how it works already, like Pazifei does. And that's why she's on the island and none of her siblings are. So after that, she's pretty much done with the outside world. She's like, okay, you, you want to treat me like that? I'm going back. I will not be subjugated or be taught obedience lessons by you anymore. I'm going back to my exile because at least I have some freedom there. Even if it's a gilded cage, it still feels like some freedom. And from there, she continues to have Hermes lie with her and spend time with her and he tells her stories of the outside world where she hears of the outcome of the Dalis and his son how they both do eventually escape but Icarus is burned by the sun because he flew too high um the Dallas makes it to Egypt however and dies soon after of essentially grief she hears of Ariadne and how she helps Theseus eventually kill her brother the Minotaur who she does deem as a brother, but she is wrecked after the loss, even though Theseus, Theseus wanted to marry her, and eventually is found dead, seemingly killed by Artemis. And seeing how much the mortal she loves has died and left her, and she is still immortal on this island, she realizes that the outside world has no place there, essentially, and she should be focused merely on what is on her shores and within her land. The lioness seems to disagree, though. That is the end of chapter 12. Essentially. Yeah. I probably missed some details, but you will hear the rest of them. That's the main gist of everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got that. I think you did great. Um, first of all, Pacifay is just she's the worst. a real one. Like, yeah. I, I mean that in a bad yeah. way. She's a real oh, yeah. something. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, she's worse than before, but I mean, like, she How didn't that happen. <laughs> I know, honestly. Um, but like, I just don't, I don't understand. I mean, like, I do get her reasoning whenever during their fight, you know, Cersei's Cersei pretty much just comes out and is like, Why call on me? Like, you know, 
my both of our brothers are more powerful than me. They have better standing in the world than me. Mm-hmm. You know, you were so close with Purses. Why are you not calling on him? And which? Oh, she admitted based to the off incest. Of, <laughs> yeah, she first. Well, she admitted to the incest, but she also said, "You don't know what I had to do to make him happy." Like I think that 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 he was abusive that she had or... to, yes, yeah, abusive, and like she did that not necessarily of her own will that might have been forced onto her mm-hmm. which gives me a little gives her a little bit of slack for me but not much because she's still like you know i mean hurt people hurt people but that doesn't mean you're excused for hurting people yes right yeah um i can't i, I, I don't know how people can be so mean spirited and actively try to take people down like knock them down and make them feel worse than they already do i that was her whole interaction with her sister is just bad and i get her trying to go there to be like maybe she's different maybe this is a new beginning for us all of that stuff but i would never I don't think I could ever go back to help her ever again after that. Mm -hmm. Like if she ever called on me again, it'd be a no for me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think you can kind of tell how this is the first time she's heard other people's voices in her own mind. Yes. So this conversation and just like general trauma of her family and Mm -hmm. especially Pazifei ends up in the 12th chapter I did mention this but she like has full conversations with her sister where her sister's voice is tearing mm-hmm. her down and yeah um, emotionally abusive and she just i mean we all have internal dialogue but that's yes that's that's sad it's really yeah. sad she was very accurate with her depiction of her sister though. oh yeah like everything that in her that her internal self said from pacifist perspective i could definitely see pacifay saying that exact same thing to her so Mm -hmm. like it was very true to character form and um and and even uh didalis came as a couple times in her internal monologue and um you know he answered some of her questions and they weren't always good answers but they were mm-hmm. true answers and that was one of the reasons that she loved him or cared for uh, him. yes she yeah. i don't think she'll i don't think she'll i don't think she'll fall in love first of all but i don't think the way she writes i, I mean other than blockus which like hate him so yeah <laughs> seaweed yeah. fish dude crap boy um like hate him but like i don't think she'll i don't think that's the point of her story it's Mm -hmm. mainly what i'm getting at it's not love it's very much like finding your own voice and your own power and living in it even if everyone else seems to be against you Mm -hmm. which i'm i'm very glad that she did first of all i'm glad that daedalus came to her and like you know said you know i want your consent for being here if you say no i'm gone like Mm -hmm. that period end of sentence um but like uh i'm very glad that now hermes is not the only person that she's been with that she has somebody else that she has been close with and entrusted that much because hermes is starting to get on my nerves Mm -hmm. i can't 
I I would be so annoyed with him because he just comes whenever he feels like it. And then he makes her feel bad about the, everyone in the outside world and her being on her little island. And, you know, basically, she, you know, he's fine with like she's fine with uh, like taking out her frustrations on him because he finds it sexy, which is just weird. But because know. then he gets to subjugate her like that's the whole thing she said he's like oh yeah i can fight back as much as i want because that he's he's into having to exert more power which is like ew <laughs> ew yeah. that's yeah. not healthy ew like do whatever role play you want but this is like real life like you guys aren't playing this is just like how you are and it's not good and it's not healthy <laughs> Very true. Yes. Um, so let's get to the sacred bull part because you know this <laughs> is the part that I hinted at last week because when I told when we chose this book, my mom read this book about sometime last year and had and she gave it to me to read. But your mom and it has just... no background in Greek mythology beyond like some like because we've like read Percy Jackson. We mm-hmm. you've taken a whole course in it. But your mom mm-hmm. isn't like that. So was she like, no, so, but did she know anything? Like, cause I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's how the myth goes. I was like, okay, at least that sounds right to me. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm not totally sure about that, but I know that she suggested it to me because of my background in mythology, mm-hmm. because I love Percy Jackson so much. And because I was, um, you know, so into Greek mythology that I took courses on it in college um, that she suggested it to me. So whenever I finally said, you know, hey, Aiden and I are going to read this for the podcast, she was like, oh my gosh, let me know when you get to the point where the sister sleeps with a bull. And I'm like, what the fuck? Spoiler alert, mom, thanks. And like, It came pretty early though, so it's not too bad. I... If I if your mom had said that to me, I would have assumed like we had a graphic sex scene. The way she's like yeah. saying Yeah, it. no, I did too. I did too. I was like, I thought that we were gonna like switch point of views for a second and it was gonna be from Pacifay's point of view, and we were gonna get to be a part of the sex scene with the bull. I was not expecting, you know, her to give like for Cersei to be a part of giving birth to the Minotaur and having her fingers chopped off um mm-hmm. or bitten off. Um that's not what I was expecting. So, you know, my mom gave it away without giving it away. Um, but yeah, so every time that I tell mom that we are recording an episode, she's like, have you gotten to the bull yet? I'm like, no, mom, haven't gotten to the bull yet. But now I can call her tomorrow and be like, so got to the bull now. And I'm sure she's going to have some fun things to say. I'll share them with you next time. I'm but. sure she'll, I hope she doesn't give you more spoilers. Like, oh, you finally got to that yeah. part. Are you at this part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I think in the future, we're going to try and stick a, choose books that my mother hasn't read yet. But <laughs> That's really uh, easy for me and my mom. We read very different things. <laughs> uh, um, my mom's pretty, we have similar taste in books. Um but I, I think I'm, you know, at least right now I'm starting to lean more towards young adult or new adult, mm-hmm. whereas mom is, you know, more just straight up regular adult. old fiction. Yeah, adult fiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> but read into that what you will. Um, but with the actual myths, or at least how I understood it, Pasifae or... 
I didn't know Pasifae was the wife. I knew King Midas's wife. I thought she was cursed to fall in love with the bull. Mm-hmm. This is what I thought I remembered from the original myth because I was talking to my parents about this a while back, but for some reason, mm-hmm. she was cursed to fall in love with the bull because she like said it was more beautiful than probably Aphrodite or something, and she's like, okay, you're in love with the bull now, and then that's when the Dallas made the contraption, but it mm-hmm. was for the purpose of having sex with the bull because she was in love with the bull. She was cursed to be in love with the bull. Mm. Which is not how it's written here. It seems more accidental. But yeah. in the back Which... of my Pazifei is so calculated that yeah. maybe it is not as accidental as we see. I don't think as she was she in makes love with seem. the bowl or anything like that. But like No, I think that she was in love with the idea. She was she hated the fact that all of her siblings were getting more attention than her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, after she got married off to um Menes Menes Menos. Minus. Menes. Minus. Yes. I don't know if that's correct. That's just how I pronounce it. Mine is. Um, after she got married to him, you know, all of her siblings came behind her and did bigger and better things. Well, bigger and more uh, gossip worthy. So she was no longer uh, a relevant conversational piece. And she likes to be the center of attention. That has been her thing from the start. Her and purses are the center of attention that's their thing that and um sorry about that um but yeah i could definitely first of all i don't think that it's fair of pacifay to blame didalis for making something that she asked him to make yeah like she during the birth of the minotaur she made it seem like he was you know like he did this terrible thing that he's now like trying to get out of trouble for. So like he's required to do all of these good things for her, even though even in this storytelling, she wanted to get closer to the bull. So she had Didalis make yeah. a, 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 a casement again in case or encasing essentially looking like another yeah. bull, a mechanical yeah. bull costume which yes to get pregnant by a bull that means there was a bull pussy that's intentional you can't you can't have sex with like you could have just left it no no hole at the back would yeah. have been fine yeah they there had just, to be a hole. There had to be a hole. Unless the bull, like, made one with his penis. There had to be a hole present. Well, I mean, it's a sacred bull. I wouldn't put it past him. He probably I just has say more strength their whole family is bull. a cow fuckers. They are the cow fucker family. They are. <laughs> Thank you for my TED Talk. I will now be taking questions. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But I, I don't understand why she blames Didalis for her decision to get closer to the bull. And so now she's basically entrapping him more mm-hmm. because he had the ability to make this thing for her to go closer to the bull. And um, You don't understand why she would blame him? But you just said no, the reason I do. why. You just said the re- like I, yeah. I know. No, I'm I- just, yeah. I know why she did. I just don't know why she would hurt. Like why hurt people? Yeah. Tagline of the episode. Yes. Um, Yes. It's just, yeah. 
I don't think Dadalis deserved any of the wrong treatment that he got uh, at all because he's basically just been a good little servant. And, you know, like he wouldn't have gotten married if she hadn't forced him to, but he, you know, he loved or he was there for his wife while she was alive, has taken care of and loves his son Mm -hmm. so much. And, you know, like, I just don't think he deserved it. He just, you know, he had to watch his son die and then he just dies of heartbreak. Like, the only good thing was that, you know, he got to choose who he made his lover for a while, basically. That's the only good thing that happened. Five days, maybe a week. Yeah. If you're being generous. But speaking of lovers... Let's talk about what Pazifei did to Minus. Minus. <laughs> because that's bad. But mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> so essentially, yeah. what her poison onto him so he would stop sleeping around with everyone is that whenever mm-hmm. he finished finished inside his partner of the night, it would turn into scorpions or other like poisonous insects and sting her and kill her from the inside out, essentially. Yeah. So essentially, it's like the movie Teeth, which is a bad horror, bad as in like gruesome horror movie, mm-hmm. but reverse. So I don't know if you want me to tell yeah. you what Teeth is. Do you know? Uh, no, I don't. You don't <laughs> want me to tell you? Okay. Um, well, I don't know what you're talking about. But, so um... it's essentially the opposite. It's like, okay, women are in a cult, abstinence cult, the way they make sure that stays is they have teeth sewn into their bits which doesn't hurt them but if any guy tries to sleep with them holy shit big ouch it's something like that i haven't watched it but it's essentially this but reverse is what i was getting at yeah which honestly would have been i would have thought that that would have been a better way to get back at your your husband like anytime that you tried to sleep around like you got hurt not the girl like well that would just completely remove his dick and she wants to have more kids i'm sure because well, every I mean, time she I'm has a saying... kid the eyes are on her again she's having another mm-hmm. child it's another yeah. person to like do her bidding she in the eight world children holy shit Oh my gosh! First of all, I can't come up with eight names um, <laughs> that I that I like enough to name some people that I have to deal with for eighteen plus years. Um, yeah, I can't come up with eight names that I like enough to do that with. But um, but I don't want to put my body through that. She's immortal. But I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really it's, affect her. It's different for her. She got Whatever. a C section, and she's just like, "Give me some thread." <laughs> like she didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, if only, but, um, but yeah, so like eight children, but I I wouldn't, what I was saying was not hurt him to the point of like taking off his dick, but to the, like anytime he tried to cheat on her, like it punished him, it would, Yes, it punished him and not the girl because, you know, like, he's the king of Crete. If he comes on to you, like, if you say no, you die. And now, if you say yes, you die. But, I mean, like, it's a lose-lose situation. So, like, 
I don't, I get jealousy and everything, but like if your husband is purposefully trying to make you angry by sleeping around, don't punish the girls. Yeah. Like the girls literally cannot say no to him because if they say no, then either they die, their family dies, or, you know, get like, punished and whatever. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Their entire family would get punished because, you know, this girl said no to the king. So, you know, like, don't punish the girl. She's already going through enough. Like, she's basically just get she's getting raped and then having a very, very painful going out. Yeah. Like. Which is made even worse by the fact it took him a hundred, hundred plus yeah. girls to figure out this was happening. Where He was just yes. like, it's been five times and just every time I sleep with someone, they just die really soon after. Yeah. Damn, ancient Greece is a bitch. <laughs> like that, I was like, what is your thought process? How do you not think you're the pro- I guess they didn't have like STIs or anything back then where it could have been like, I need yeah. to get checked or anything. <laughs> yeah. This is essentially an STI. Yeah, it is. I was just thinking that. Um, but I guess I don't know an STI. Ancient Greek myth- like, myths are weird. <laughs> yeah, they are. But this is like, if you just take. Uh, mine is and Pasiphae. Like, if you just talk about them, that's just a straight up Greek tragedy. Like, it just is. Like, you know, I mean, this but, whole thing it has not been. Don't they need to love each not, other in the first place for it to be a tragedy? In my mind, I don't know. <laughs> it's just I really. Don't it's know. more like they're like Cre- Cretan, um, the, w- the wives of Crete. Or something like that. Instead, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the reality TV, the Real Housewives of the Real Housewives of Crete. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. 80s is gay. Gay icon. 80s. Gay icon. 80s. (laughs) Really? Well, she's like, 80s has never. Oh, he never has cared for a woman or looked at a woman or something like that. I was like, ah, gay icon. Yeah, yeah, I I caught that too, which, you know, makes me think less of AETs because I thought that he truly at least cared about her in a sisterly way. Like, maybe he was like, you know, even even as my sister, I'm not going to share my stuff with you because that's me with my sisters. But, like, you know, at least I, I, <laughs> at least he would care for her, you know, maybe. Yes, no. Well, this and is also no, calling from just... Pazafe, which. Yeah, so she just wants to tear down Cersei. Exactly. So, like, he might care for her i don't think he cares but, that much because i think you would have visited yeah. your sister in her exile if yeah. he cared yeah because like if ever if everyone knows that she can't leave but you can go there mm-hmm. i would think that more people would go however he might have to get um permission from helios i don't think you have to get permission to bring her out of there not to oh. send people there as i understood it because Hermes can go, okay. come and go as he wants. Mm-hmm. He's also the messenger of the current gods and an Olympian. So I think he gets mm-hmm. a lot, little bit more leeway. But I think in that case, I definitely think it was more saying your sister got leave from your father that you can come to Crete. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do think that if he cared enough about her that he would have A, seen her, tried to give her a little bit of a reprieve from this uh solidarity uh or solitary confinement basically mm-hmm. um i do think it 
that uh, Dedalus's gifts to her were very generous and they gave her a lot to do. And, you know, every time that she sits down there, she thinks of him and she has a good time making, uh, he gave her, I mean, if you haven't read it, I don't know why you haven't read it, but if you haven't read it, he gave her a, um, basically like a loom, a, uh, not a loom, but like a um. No, I think it's called a, a sewing machine. It's a loom slash sewing machine. Essentially, a way to know. make different clothing items, blankets, scarves yes. in the old-fashioned yeah. way. I think it's with the big wheel. Yes. I don't know. Maybe it's not a spinning wheel. No. What is it? I don't know I what don't, how they made clothing in ancient Greece. I don't either. I thought Hold it on. was called a loom, but I could be incorrect. Um. I thought that was very good too. And she gave her, he gave her sheep so she could keep doing it. And she's like, the the weaving is fine, but I really like the dye. It's like, that's a good yes. gift. <laughs> Men take note. Cause he's yeah. like, I know you'll get bored, but you want something to do. So here's something to keep your hands busy. Yes. I'm going to miss him. I'm... <laughs> He's the one character that is generally all through It's our... a loom. A loom. Okay. All through our time yeah. with him, I was like, you're you're okay. You're good. Other than like yeah. Cersei, who's like our main protagonist. But he's mm-hmm. been the first, especially male, that I'm like, okay, you're nice. Yes. I like you. Yeah. You can stick around. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was like, when she found out about Ariadne dying and like having a terrible life like she fell in love with theseus is it theseus mm-hmm. theses um she fell in love with theseus helped him kill her brother that she thought was her brother like she actually thought of this half bull half man creature that had a unhuman like this you know unhuman thirst for blood and killing was her baby brother. She really thought of him as that. And loved him. That, like, yeah. And she loved him as a brother, but she loved Theseus, Theseus enough to help him kill the Minotaur. And, you know, then ran away with him. But then Dionysus wanted her. And so Theseus had to leave her. And then Artemis got to her before Dionysus did. And so she died. And Hermes had to take her to the underworld. And it was just this whole big thing that I was super sad for Cersei to find out about. Because she really loved the little girl. Mm -hmm. Like she, you know, protected her from seeing her parents fighting. She saw that uh, Daedalus... Uh, crafted the front of a hull after her, the front of the ship, like the emblem on the front of the ship was after our uh, Ariadne. And I thought that that was so beautiful. And, you know, she was just described as this girl that had so many gifts, so many positive features and uh, personality traits Mm -hmm. and she just she should have had a full life and been able to be with the one that she loved and she didn't get that and that made me sad so she is not who ends up marrying Dionysus then because I know he has a wife I just couldn't I I was like genuinely like oh she like comes back to life right like because I was like she is his wife because oh Let's look it up. She is his wife, by the way. I just looked it up. 
Okay. So so she ends up he ends up going and getting her from the underworld, right? Yeah. She was rescued by yeah. and then married Dionysus. Which maybe we find that yeah. out later. Sorry, spoilers. We just spoiled her. So yeah. I was just like, maybe I could have sworn they were married. It, that's why I had to look it up. But it's interesting to me that like when we hear about Cersei learning about the outside world, she's just telling it point blank. But like she says that Hermes tells it in such a way that it makes her feel sad for the outside world, makes her feel sad for missing out on everything. Mm -hmm. And that he's basically just manipulating her and making her feel terrible by telling her all of these outside stories. But, you know, when we hear it, hear it through her head, you know, she just tells it point blank, like, oh, you know, I heard that after the Minotaur died, uh, Pasiphae has only worn black. And, you know, uh, that was the end of that story. But, um, you know, Hermes is just a classic manipulator. And he makes her feel terrible for for feeling like having feelings and loving people in the outside world. Like when she found out about Ariadne, you know, she was upset and Hermes made fun of her for like tearing up over a mortal dying. And, and then she you kicked know, them out, I just, which I was like, hell yeah. 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 I, I did. I did like that, but like, don't make her feel bad. Like she's better than you. She has like, at least she has a conscience. At least she you cares, know. which yes. for all the gods, kind of depends on humans and their worship in a way they really don't yes. care about them at all they don't get it they don't get it's attached to any of them or care in any like significant way that mm -hmm. we've seen just yet and i think the difference on why cersei does care is just her heart is a really she has a good heart still she hasn't mm -hmm. been i think that may change as we continue on it may be turned to stone a little bit more as the saying goes but yeah after she loses lover after lover throw back to Agatar, eventually but <laughs> yeah yeah um but like from at least from percy jackson you know she start by the time that percy got there she hated men mm -hmm. all men were pigs all men were evil and she didn't want anything to do with them and if she was alone with you long enough she would change you into what she considered your true form, which would either be a pig or in Percy Jackson's, uh, you know, uh, turn of events, they were guinea pigs. But, you know. Um, which it makes me, so, it can't just be that she's lost people. It's not going to be just lost. You don't become yes. that angry and disbelieving yeah. in any goodness of humanity from loss. Mm -hmm. It's like. Mm -hmm something was stolen from you. And also at this point, I don't understand why she's like anyone who washes on my shore. You're a pig now because like she has not seen goodness or grace from, she's only seen it from one or two Either people of the genders. and it, that's been a man. So it does not logically make sense at this point. Why it's mm -hmm. like men are bad girls. I will manipulate you into joining my like little crew but I won't kill mm -hmm. you or turn you into a pig. And then yeah. essentially she does kill them. Like they eat them. I think maybe I'm wrong. Something. I don't know. They don't just I know stay pigs forever. They'll die. At some point they'll die. Yeah. Yeah. I know in the Percy Jackson version, she would turn them into guinea pigs and then send them off to, uh, 
to schools to be like classroom pets. Oh yeah, so, that was kind um, of funny though. I give her props. Yeah, that it was. was. Funny. Yeah, it was. But um, I think that it's going to be Odysseus that is going to turn her to a heart of stone because Hermes has already hinted that Odysseus is going to come to her island. Um, I was looking up a little bit about the actual myths around Circe to see like if anything with uh, Daedalus was uh, canon, <laughs> uh, a, a part of the actual myth. Um, which it doesn't appear to be. So, you know, obviously Madeline Miller took some uh, liberties with her writing, but mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a great liberty that she took. But it's going to be interesting to see when Odysseus comes in, what is going to make Cersei change from the, you know, the mostly passive witch who doesn't have any bad intentions to someone who is a feared sorceress and you know what's going to happen to make that big jump like i mean she's already shown that she has these great amazing powers and that she can do very big amazing scary things but she doesn't do them with bad intentions mm. yet she's just in it scary for intentions. the like she's essentially a scientist still at this point she's just doing experiments yeah. learning about her powers mm -hmm. and like developing as much as she can it's not done with yeah any research focus other than just to find out to learn and to develop mm -hmm. things i think it does have something to do with odysseus i thought from my understanding of reading odysseus that she had already been turning men to pigs for a while now before he mm. showed up but that may once again, I read it six plus years ago in high school, mm -hmm. the night before it was due and we had a quiz on it. So I do not remember everything or things correctly and in the right order. Mm. But I, I so maybe it's Hermes that is the issue that turns her. Maybe Hermes is the reason that she starts going going dark. I think there's Which a I lot wouldn't... of reasons she goes dark, and I think yeah. we've seen a good amount. I mean a lesser person, I I don't know that I could have taken all of this. I've been like, I'm done. I'm done with yeah. I've been like, ah, exile. Hello darkness, my old friend. Like, I've been like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you all. I'm gonna sit on my yeah. little island with my lion. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, after the way that she was treated in her in her own home with and like, Pacifa even said, you know, I knew that something was special about you because dad took put you down every single day our uncles didn't give a shit about you they stepped on you every chance they got but you kept coming back every single day mm -hmm. i knew that there was something special about you because not just any old nymph not just any old goddess would have taken all of that and been able to wake up and get up the next day and go about it like nothing happened and um and I feel like that was the only compliment that she'll ever get from her sister. Even if it was a backhanded compliment, mm -hmm. that was the only thing that, you know, you're like really her sister good at acknowledging abuse, that you're essentially was the compliment. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, the fact that her sister even acknowledged that she does have, you know, a special ability, even uh, among the godlings that she has a special ability. I think it was uh, good for her to hear it from somebody who doesn't give a shit about her, but still acknowledges it. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I think I don't know what the heck is going to happen next because you know I don't know how much uh, creative liberties Miller is taking. Uh, you know, I don't know how much she's sticking to the original plot. I don't know that much about myths to even be like, yeah. this will be, I know Odysseus comes at some point. Yeah. That's already been foreshadowed by Hermes. If you are reading this book and you told. didn't know that much, I don't know what to tell you. I feel like, yeah. why would you pick up this book unless someone just gave it to you and you started reading? I feel like mm-hmm. you know it because of the man, not because of the woman for most people. We, and yeah. the man we know yeah. it by is Perseus Jackson, and that's okay, you know? (laughs) I'm, it's, I don't want to say I'm excited, because I am excited, I'm excited to, like, I could have just read the next four chapters after I finished them, I was Mm -hmm. just reading them today, but it's not like I'm, like, the book could end here, and I'd be like, okay, this makes sense, Mm -hmm. like, this, I, and that's kind of how I'm feeling other than like the first four when she was still like obsessed with Glaucus. I'm like you're developing enough that I if you ended it here I'd be like that's a good story about a woman just like coming into her own and I'm happy for mm-hmm. you. Like after yeah. eight and after this I've been like I'm happy for you. Yeah you've gone through some stuff but that's good. So I'm excited to see how else she can grow but I'm also mm-hmm. I'm almost worried there's going to be I mean, we know a reversion, some reversion. Yeah, exactly. Like there's going to be some steps back because a really good thing about her character right now is how much she still loves mortals, even though she is a God Mm -hmm. and how much good she can see in mortals, despite that aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. Despite everyone around her telling her she's stupid for thinking so. And that's going to be, somewhat heartbreaking to see when that goes away because that's such a pivotal and valuable part of her current character but Mm -hmm. i'm interested i think interested and enticed to see why that path happens is why i want to keep reading now more than like i'm excited i think it's i'm really happy for everything that's happening now it's like when's the next shoe gonna drop and why are you gonna start hating Mm -hmm. everyone yes because like i just looked we're only about a third of the way through (laughs) no yeah about a third of the way through maybe a little over that but um yeah it's for us to like i agree with you this book could have ended after this chapter and it would have been a good story you know she got out of a you know abusive household she stood up for herself against her sister. You know, she's come into her own. She's learned how to, uh, you know, be herself, you know, accept what she was given. You know, like, even if she is on this island forever, at least she has, you know, she's got her pig. She's got her uh, her plants that she's making, that she's learning to, um, you know, make things from. She's got her loom from, you know, the the only lover that was not manipulative mm-hmm. that she's had so thus far and her lion. Um, you know yeah her lion like she's got a lot of stuff going for her right now and this book could have ended right here and we still would have gotten you know pre myth that we know her from we would have gotten 
enough about her character where we would have been like, yes, this would have added enough to her character to end the book here. So I'm interested on how she's going to, uh, how Miller is going to uh, transition, stay with the myth. Yeah. Transition to the actual myth that we know her from, as well as keeping those creative liberties, because I'm sure that she's going to take creative liberties when Odysseus turns up. Otherwise, you know, you're just like, why are we here? We already know this. Story. I think, uh, sorry, continue. Go ahead. No, I just think also we have to keep in mind who and for whom these myths were originally written for. And that is quite frankly, straight men in a very patriarchal mm-hmm. society. Like ancient Greece did have a lot of good things that you could say about it. It was still very mm-hmm. patriarchal and was very focused on men's place and men as like the pit of like optim- optimum human status is to be a man and to be a beautiful yeah. man. And I think that's all of the pretty much all of the myths are about um about really strong, really attractive men. And if they're, it's about a woman, all it men. eventually becomes about a man. So I think Yes. yes, eventually she does hate come to hate all men because of Odysseus, but I think this being written from the woman's perspective in this may change a lot because the original myths are completely biased as well. Like this has some biases. Mm-hmm. The stories we've already read the past 12 chapters of is definitely biased by this one strong viewpoint we're reading. Mm-hmm. But so was the original myth, what which was written by men for men about men. It's almost mm-hmm all of the time they were about men. And if they weren't about men, the yeah. woman ended up doing something wrong and was turning Medusa, for instance. Like, that was yeah. woman's fault, apparently, that she got raped. Or was just, like, a sex icon. Exactly. Like, Aphrodite. So it was just to entice all of the men into falling in love with this this gorgeous, beautiful person that usually, if the woman was in the myth and it started off as a mortal, she became a goddess. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if it stayed about the woman, she became important enough to be relevant in that time period. And, um, you know, like you have Aphrodite, who is literally the sex symbol of all sex symbols. Um, you know, everyone, even though both of these are virgin goddesses, everyone loves them because of what they represent. And they want to be the person to make them break their you mean Athena uh, virgin Artemis. pact. Yes, that's I was getting to that. Oh, names. sorry, yes. sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so yeah, Artemis and Athena are the two that, you know, like those are the girls that guys would fall in love with. Like the girl who's good at at war strategy and the girl who's good at hunting. Like those are the girls that that guys are gonna be like, I would love to hang out with a girl like that. Like if you like what I like, hell yeah. Like we're gonna get along great. And but because both of them are have taken their virgin pact you know they're off limits so it's even more enticing exactly i was about to say that i was like oh the whole virgin thing too yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) barf anyway yeah i don't know where to go from here um i think the best thing if we don't have anything like we really want to talk about is like discussion time is favorite characters and then for the quote of the chapter and you said you have actually a question for mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah, I noticed that we didn't do question for the first two episodes of this season. So I have a question for you. Um 
Yes. Save that for last. And then, yeah. let's see. Characters we have for this episode. I have six. Pacifei, Minus, Cersei, Tadalus, Icarus, Ariadne. Six? Is that it? Uh, I, Who else? I have Hermes. Oh. I didn't put Icarus in there because he had one line. Okay, we can take he out had, like, it. two lines. We can take out Icarus. That's fine. Okay. Um, Do you want to start? Sure. So at the very bottom of my list is Pacify because I hate her. I can't. I hate her. She was terrible to her sister. Like I, I understood why she called on her sister because she was the only one that she could trust that was going to actually help and you know uh blah 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 we you know if you read it you understand it um but she's just a horrible person with horrible morals horrible goals like i can't with the sister she's just the worst it's not so past fate her is sisterly six. love that she got invited yeah yes no definitely not then uh minus Minus, minus is five okay. for me because he was just an absolute dick <laughs> to, uh, but like he yelled at Cersei whenever she came back down from the mountain to, after she created the thing to, you know, subdue the Minotaur after she created that potion, you know, he yelled at her like, where have you been? We have been looking all over for you. What the, f you know, like, what? Why would you just go disappearing on us? Which, like, the fact that she can just walk out of your castle and nobody blink an eye, like, this seems like a little bit of a, a lack problem. of security on your part. That Yeah, that's a you problem, not a me problem, sir, but whatever. Um, I didn't like the way that Minus talked to Cersei, and I definitely didn't like the way he talked to Pacifei. And I didn't like that he was so okay with just bad-mouthing his wife and the mother of his children in front of one of his children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like that's, you know, that's hard on that child to, to see and to hear. So I, I didn't like that either. Um, then right above mine is, is Hermes because he's manipulative. He takes pleasure in Cersei being upset and being uncomfortable and, you know, making her, uh, you know, feel bad about being in her, uh, solitary confinement which i can't come up with another word for it other than that that's what it is i don't like that he takes advantage of her exile because she literally has nowhere else to go and you know like she can't exactly escape him mm -hmm. and you know like she can turn him away which she has done but like basically if she's wanting to have a sexual relationship he's the only person that comes there regularly for her to have a sexual relationship with. any sort of interaction so, any sort of yeah like, human yeah. human quote-unquote interaction yeah personal interaction mm -hmm. yeah so he takes advantage of that and i don't like him for it but he's not as bad as mine is in pacifay as of yet um then honestly Number three for me is Cersei. Hmm. Um, just because it's not that I don't like her. I really do like her. I like that, you know, she's grown so much and that, you know, so much has happened to her and that she still has a positive outlook on, on life and on herself at this moment in time. Uh, we'll see how that goes in the future. But, you know, my number one and number two, uh, you know, they were just 
too good and too pure for this world, and they did not get what they deserved. So number two is Dedalus, uh, hmm. and uh, just because I really liked his interaction with Cersei, and I don't think that he deserved to be kept in Crete uh, and held hostage, basically, by Pasiphae, just for her to be able to say, I've got the mo- smartest man in the world at at my fingertips basically Mm -hmm. and then number one for me is ariadne because she was just so innocent and so kind and uh considering where she came like the two people that she came from she was a very beautiful beautiful minded and had a beautiful mind beautiful soul and deserved a lot more than what she got so those are my character rankings okay i think we're pretty similar, especially like the difference between our top three and bottom three groupings, but I sw- I'm mm-hmm. switching them around a little bit on you. So I have in last as minus horrible man, okay. horrible man. Oh yeah. I don't need to explain everything about him. Like he killed hundreds of women. The only reason why pacifate is slightly above him is just because I thought her character was more interesting and had a little bit more depth okay. to it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm saying hurt people, hurt people kind of as a joke, but it's very true. And at least understanding Mm -hmm. her motivation made me not like her more, but understand her more. So for my character, she's a little bit higher. Just like in my history, if you interest me a little bit more, you're going to be a little bit higher in ratings, even if I hate you. And then Mm -hmm. Hermes is my fourth place for all the reasons you said. I think he's still, I think there's still more to him. I think that the, like, yes, he's very manipulative. He's, like, emotionally manipulative. I Kind of abusive to a certain extent. But mm-hmm. he's here for a while, and I'm still interested to see what else he will bring. I don't think, like, this, in- they're going to keep seeing each other in whatever dimension. And I think mm-hmm. it will develop more. So I'm interested to see where it goes. So that's why he's in my fourth mm-hmm. place, not because I like him in this characterization, just because I just... I'm interested once again. Mm-hmm. Then in my third place is actually Ariadne. In okay, I agree. She's a really beautiful person. Really beautiful, beautiful as in like a good person. Like she's a cute little mm-hmm. girl. Like she was on the bow ship as well. Like obviously she's beautiful, but that doesn't go into whether you're a favorite character or not. Um, but. There's no reason for her not to be any higher. I just personally think her interactions were so small, even though they were so good when they happened, that I really felt a lot more connected with Dallas and Cersei. And so mm-hmm. they're higher ranked for me. Um, but mm-hmm. it's very close. Like, they're very close. These two top three, bottom three are very close together. It's just a very slight, like, 0.001, essentially. <laughs> Um, and then in number two I have Cersei I think this is the first time she's not my number one actually for this but I could be wrong about that I don't remember Um, no I'm pretty sure that's that's true because it was true for me so that she's not my number one she's my number two once again I'm really proud of her I think she's made a lot of great steps and gotten a lot of closure on some parts of her life which is really healthy for her even if she is still in exile she's at least come to terms with a lot of things and I think that's really healthy and I do really like like what i'm saying i I would have been happy with the book ending here i would have thought that was a very good story Mm -hmm. about her life in the book ending here but 
I just really like Dallas. I think he's honestly the only, the first solidly good person that we've met other than Cersei. Mm-hmm. And I respect yeah. him so much. He, he yeah. could get it, but that's obviously that's not why he's ranked so high. Like, but just like the amount he respects and it's just like, if you want me to leave, I'll leave. I respect your bound. Like, mm-hmm. he did nothing wrong. And like you were saying, everything went wrong to him. Not that mm-hmm. he could really control anything. It right. was just like, the world's tough and everything went wrong. He had the worst luck in the world. But through all of that, he was still very kind and very good. And very respectful. Mm-hmm. So, for that, he's my number one. Mm-hmm. I I also agree with your character rankings, and you know if I would redo mine, it'd be very close to yours. We so, knew who um, we liked and who we didn't like, and I think that's the most oh yeah, important. Definitely. <laughs> yes, very very clear separation between we hate you, we love you, um, in in these characters, which literally in all of these characters, you either are hated or loved, and there's no in between. The only between that we've had in our seasons has been recent i would say yeah, well in both yeah in both seasons in both yeah. this season but not at all yeah <laughs> you're yeah. either we really hate you or we really like you or we just haven't learned enough about you to hate you yet which was glaucus and hermes yeah, which was glaucus <laughs> in the first t- yeah G- glaucus and hermes in the first set of uh, rankings for them whatever yes whatever but yeah so like this round this book you're either loved or you're hated Mm -hmm. and if we don't love or hate you yet it's just because we don't know you yet (laughs) (laughs) but we will get there we will get to figure it out (laughs) yes all right so uh my favorite quote is uh from chapter 11 and it's actually uh Daedalus coming to Cersei and making sure he had consent to be there. So, um, you know, I'll I'll read it to you. But uh, I mean, y'all all know everyone exactly who's what I'm listening. About, so this is how much we like consent on this podcast. We it's yes. our favorite quote. Consent is important. It's, so, it's the most important. It's necessary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so he spoke so softly, only a god could have heard. I was waiting for you. Say but one word and I am gone. It took me a moment to understand. I had not thought him to be so bold. But but, but of course he was. Artist, creator, inventor, the greatest the world had known. Timidity creates nothing. What would I have said if he had come earlier? I don't know. But his voice then was like a balm upon my raw skin. I yearned for his hands, for all of him. Mortal though he was, distant and dying though he would always be, stay, I said. And I'm like, that was a beautiful paragraph about him, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that was just like, if she could have fallen in love with someone, it would have been Dedalus. It would have been. And, um, And it actually be like reciprocated, genuine, you know, all-consuming love because I don't think that was what she had for Glaucus. She had lust for mm-hmm. Glaucus, and I think that that was all that she had for. And him, that was the was first just... person who like found her attractive. Yeah. That was literally yeah. it was like she had just stepped off of like a a monastery 
and met the first guy who was like, oh, you're pretty. And you're just like, oh, like, that's what it essentially yeah. was like. Yeah. With Glaucus, not with the Dallas. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> my quote, leaving the very emotional, important statement in that beautiful prose, mine is not that. Mine is chapter nine after she birthed the Minotaur. Oh, please, my sister spat. The world will be ended before you stammer to your finish. I fucked the sacred bull, all right? Now get to the threat. <laughs> And I just thought that was A plus writing right there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I reread that that section at least twice because I was like, that... All I could think about when I read this, I'm like, like, father, like, that's all I could think about. I was like, I read it several times, like, yeah, it runs in the family. Runs in the family. It does. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I was I was uh, thrown off by her cutting uh, Dallas off, but I do think that he was being very long-winded in his uh, explanation of it. But I think that he how was. How are you supposed to explain trying... that? How are you supposed to yeah. explain that? Like in in lesser words, and she took care of it, but she was very blunt, straightforward. Didn't that you know? No icing the... on the cake. Yeah, there. one of the it few was... times I was just like. I agree with you here, passive. And like sometimes yeah. some things is a rip the band off thing and you just have to say it straight out. Yeah. And this is one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that like like if he would have gone into too much. Like detail. if you have to he's too scientific, yeah. too inventor minded. He would have been yes. like, Well, you know, there had yeah. to be a hole in the bat side so she could get it and right. out and the bull happened to fight. Like that would have been the detail and yes. we don't even know that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like how you describe, uh, you know, like a one night stand with your friends versus like if you have to divulge any information to your parents. Like, oh, I see what you're you saying. Know. I, I was thinking yes, like, like, I'm not that direct <laughs> about things with my like friends. Like, you know, too many details about too many things. <laughs> and I was like, compared to my parents, you know everything. They know nothing. Yes. I got you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Like, you know rip the band-aid off is with them like if something happened like if you got pregnant during a one-night stand that's just something that you would just have to come out and say like you don't want to sit there and explain your thought process there and like explain to them how it happened like that might be how you would tell your friends like you know the condom bro we went to this i was really yeah shocked. like we went to this yeah yeah guys you know, like, responsibly he took me to all these great places and i just you know uh, it was just this great night that just happened to end in, you know, a bad scenario. But with your parents, you're just like, yeah, so this is his name. That's the father of this child. That, and that's just, you know, how it comes out. So it's like, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, parents, <laughs> neither of us are pregnant. <laughs> just to be very yes. clear. This is not experience. Yes. Neither of us are pregnant. Yes. Just, oh, dear God. Yeah, no. I have five months until I'm married. Please do not. Lord help us. Do not even say the P word. Do not say the P word right now. Yes. Pregnant. Am I pregnante? Have you seen that video? <laughs> the YouTube. <laughs> yes. Am I? Pregnant? Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. What's yes. the question of Is this? Is my? <laughs> 
Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have two questions for the episode because we went two episodes without a question. You know, one of the questions is very straightforward. Yes or no. Mm -hmm. The other one is a little bit more in depth. So which one do you want first? Let's do easy to hard. Okay. So the first one is if you were Cersei, would you have gone to Crete if Pacifae sent for you? Yeah. I would have gone. I I, also, I just would have wanted to like yeah. see something else. I would have a hundred percent gone. I would have hoped I would have got eaten by the fucking monster. I've been like, this is this is right. I deserve this. I would have been, not once is a strong word. I would have been expected of it. I'm like, this is circle of life, yeah. karmic balance. I deserve yeah. to be eaten by this monster. But I yeah. would have a hundred percent. Yeah, by Scylla. I would have a hundred percent gone mm-hmm. just to leave. No, I definitely would have too. But like, you know, if you had had all of the interactions with your sister as she did, would you have gone to her aid if she had asked I you I would to? have just and... left. <laughs> I don't know that I would have helped. I would have gone. I would have been like, this yeah. sucks for you. <laughs> Here's a knife. You yeah. do it. Yeah. You cut yourself open. You get your fingers bit off bitch all right sorry um then the second question is if you had cersei's abilities and you didn't have any uh limitations to your powers that your herbs and plants could combine to create what sort of spell or potion would you try to create try to master I would work on essentially like truth serum or something similar, I think. It'd be something, not poisons, but something I could give to other people to either like alter their intentions slightly or find out more about their intentions. Essentially like things to make true self happen, but not physical change, just like, like mental to like outward outwardly it's like expressing yourself so either like reducing okay. inhibitions truth serum maybe a luck potion it would be stuff like that where it'd be like mm-hmm. subtler changes but changes enough where i could really see the true intentions of people surrounding me without them turning into magic monsters you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i'd care much about yeah. like changing people physically unless it was like like a like a strength potion for 30 minutes or something like that. I wouldn't be as interested as that as just like, are you my friend or not? <laughs> that be what my uh-huh. mind would be like, you're going to tell me right now and show your true colors. I'm not going to turn you into monsters. I yeah. just want to know. If- so kind of like, like in Harry Potter, it'd be like a combination of like Veritas serum, which is the truth serum. And then like the, uh, is it, I don't know if it's occlumency or which one is the one where you can see into other people's yeah, it's minds. Occlumency. I think that and le- it's a p legitimacy. Yeah, legitimacy. That's a real word. It's something like that. Um, legitimacy. It'd be something like that, but not as much like I'm going to read like control. Well, no, I guess it's it would be a, to a certain extent. I want to read your mind, but it wouldn't be so yeah. much that like. They would, I could just like give them a potion and they just tell me their like deepest fears, darkest, like secret stuff, unless I specifically ask for it. So it'd be more so similar to like a Veritas serum plus like a true self potion. Okay. Yeah. 
a true self potion that didn't change you. Mm -hmm. I think mine would probably be uh, either a good luck potion or like a confidence Mm -hmm. potion. Um, So like, you know, my biggest thing is that whenever I'm going into a new situation, I have major anxiety about doing new things, whether I'm with other people or not with other Mm -hmm. people. If it's a new thing, like I don't like watching new television shows. That gives me anxiety. I don't like going new places. That gives me anxiety. If I have to meet new people, like going into, you know, not necessarily like going into a job interview. That's, I mean, that still gives me anxiety, but not as much as like, yeah, not as much as going into work the first day and having to meet everybody and like learn everybody's names and like figure out where the fuck everything is. Like that gives me so much. Oh, that gives me so much anxiety. So much. So like a confidence potion that would kind of like damper that, make me feel great about going into the situation. That would probably be what I would want to master. Like something that you know, either gave me good luck on a first on good luck in a situation or confidence in a situation. That would be what I would want to do. That's a good one too. I get that. Yeah. So what we just said is our deepest insecurities and we want to fix them with yes. a potion, essentially. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're learning a lot about us. Yeah, if you if you approach me in the street and you're like, "Oh my gosh, are you that girl from?" I'm gonna freak out. Like, I'm gonna just be like, <laughs> uh... "If you approach me, I'll lie." <laughs> just so you know, I'll pretend it's not true. That's so I deal with my anxiety and awkwardness. I'll just fucking lie. I don't care. <laughs> Emotionally dip no. on the situation. I clam up like. You and I have been talking about, since we started this, we were like, so what if we get to the point of, like, doing shows? Like, going to, like, And you've planned the shows. And You're like, here are my ideas have. for the shows. And I'm like, I, I really know. like them, but like, I'm like. I love planning it out. Whatever happens, happens. Will I do it? <laughs> Will I actually get up on stage and talk in front of hundreds of people? Um, like, I've already told y'all that, you know, I've been in a pageant before. That was the most stressful thing and, you and high anxiety point in my life. I did, but I can't, like, I don't remember the, 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 like, the anxiety and the pressure that I felt whenever they were announcing the winner of that thing. I was so stressed out. I don't remember actually hearing my name. I just remember standing there for a few seconds and everyone else walking away. And, like, that's what I remember. And uh, so, like, it was not... Like, it was a great point in my life, but it was also, like, a high, high anxiety point in my life. And if you look far enough back in my Facebook account, you can see my um, my talent for that show. She's saying in French. I did. Pretty. I did. I sang in Everyone my second her language. Everyone stalk her Facebook. Actually, don't do no. that. I, Please don't do that. If you find mine, you will find nothing. Yeah, unless we're friends, I don't think you can see anything on mine. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I was more saying, like, I haven't posted anything since, like, 2016, so good luck. (laughs) It's more that stuff gets posted with me tagged. Yep. That's me. 
Yeah, my aunt likes to post a lot. And so, like, anytime I'm home, she'll just take, like, 100 pictures and post them on Facebook and just tag me in it. And so, like, there's a bunch of pictures of me on there, but I didn't take them or post them. So, family's great. (laughs) Um, Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about? That's all our... I don't think so. Not housekeeping, but all our normal features of an episode. Yeah, no. So like, tell us, you know, if you would go, if Pacify sent for you as if you were Cersei, would you go to Crete if Pacify sent for you, you know, with everything that has happened between y'all in the past? And, you know, also, if you had all of Cersei's abilities, what one potion or uh, magic spell, magic spell would you try to master and why? Great. I love those questions. I think those are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to make up for the fact that we didn't think of any of the last two episodes. So, and last episode, we were last not episode. I was not thinking anything. We apologize. <laughs> we showed our butts last episode. So, yeah. I think but, you guys will get up very heavily at edited last episode. Last episode as an episode two. It will be. Yes, we will. Ha- we will have to cut something. So I know I said some personal shit on that. That needs to be cut. <laughs> I said some stuff. Oh my goodness! Well, well this has been so yes. fun. I've loved it. You're closing. I'm closing. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, hopefully, this episode was a lot more straight to the point and direct than our past episodes. Um, I think we got through a lot and learned a lot and we're able to dig into the most important points. Mm-hmm. Cersei, I'm sorry to say your family's all cow fuckers, but because you're changing and moving on, we'll give you a cheer. So cheers. cheers. For more information and updates, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sips and Subtext. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe and follow us. And if you're feeling extra nerdy, give us a buzzed worthy review.